into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzz TV Galavan fans. I'm your host, Jackie Borowski, and with me, I have a very special guest from Galavan, Karen David, who plays Isabella. Yay! Yay! And well. with us, uh, we also have Blake McIver and Michelle Cullen. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. Um, before we dig into this episode, Karen, where can they find you on Twitter? So I'm at Karen David. Okay, and Blake and Michelle? And I'm at Blake McIver. And I'm at Michelle underscore Cullen. And I'm at 123Jackie underscore B. Um, if you need the spelling of Jackie, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> it's unique. It's unique. Yeah, that's the I get called Jacques a lot, which is a little embarrassing and <laughs> tough, but... It's a cross we have to bear. Yes. <laughs> so we have two great episodes tonight. We have Giants versus Dwarves. Um, and then about last night, let's start with the first episode. In the first episode, we have um, Richard, Roberta, Gallivant, my new favorite, Tad Cooper. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. He's stealing the show. He is yeah. stealing the you show. Know? This is a question I had. Is Tad Cooper from anything or he just... Came up with this name. They came up with this brilliant idea to, um, as as if you've seen the episodes, uh, if you're listening <laughs> online, um, Tad Cooper. Obviously, we we Richard likes to think it's a dragon, right? But it's a lizard, iguana thingy. Yeah. And um, they the writers thought it'd be really funny to give it a cat. Um, showrunner she was saying that it was just very random they were just coming up with names and it just came, it was one of those names that just came up on the writing room uh, desk and yeah there it was Tad Cooper and it's got such a ring to it it yeah. does it sounds like a 1930s film star it's, right like, right totally it sounds it's so official I was did like, you see that new Tad Cooper film yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right I kept thinking, I'm like, this has to be something. It has to be something. But yeah. it's it's actually yeah. even better and more gallivant that it's like not anything yeah, just, at all. Yeah. It's just Tad Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he sings this beautiful song for his dragon, Tad oh Cooper. Gosh, I love that song. <laughs> and I don't know if you, are you a um, Game of Thrones fan? Oh, yeah. Huge. huge. Well, it's funny because I wonder, are the writers Game of Thrones fans? Because they seem to be yes. doing all these like yes. little Game of Thrones things. And to me, that was a Game of Thrones moment where he's like, I have this baby dragon. Yeah. And I'm going to sing to it and nurture it. <laughs> yeah. Just his Khaleesi moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they're all disguised as like diehard um, Game of Thrones fans because, and then they try to find any opportunity to just sneak in a little, you know, throwback to any of the Game of Thrones things. I mean, when we were filming in Morocco um, towards the end of this season, uh, at one moment we're in the desert against the Atlas Mountains, and we're in these huge 
battle scenes and we're like okay this is really Game of Thrones and you haven't told us the truth (laughs) (laughs) this is really a medieval comedy (laughs) musical are you sure about that because it's feeling very Game of Thrones and if it is Game of Thrones it's time to renegotiate exactly that's not that's that's, that's above my pay grade right now (laughs) I want to meet Khaleesi it's like come on where is she yeah but you guys film in Morocco and Game of Thrones films in the same location in Morocco don't they they did I, I don't if they still are but mm-hmm. I know they did and um, the grounds where we were filming are legendary They we filmed at the exact same location where Lawrence of Arabia filmed wow. Um, wow. Game of Thrones also Kingdom of Heaven I mean if the sand could talk seriously oh my gosh. all the juicy stories <laughs> and all the spoilers too seriously <laughs> But, but they're filming at several locations. So you have your team filming in Morocco. But um, where are Gallivant and Sid and all the other, other uh, others? They're filming mm-hmm. in England, aren't they? Yeah, we all filmed um, in England first. Mm-hmm. So we were around Bristol, Wales, the Cotswolds, you know, anything that's Jane Austen land, really. Because mm-hmm. um, it's so picturesque and beautiful. And they're the real deal. A lot of people ask, are those... Are those sets? Are they sets? And we're like, no, that's a real castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that adds to the, I think, the beauty of just the whole that makes the whole storylines, you know, just jump out of the out of the screens because of those beautiful backdrops. Um, so we're filming all over, all over. Um, we were filming. Well, I wasn't this this season. Um, Isabella is not on the journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, they, but they went to Puzzlewood. I mean, I just love the name of it. Yeah, that's wood. fabulous. These beautiful um, backdrops and the, the greenery. I mean, you just think it's a painting or something, but it's actually real. One thing I love about Brits and England in general is that they're game for the fun. So if you're saying, I'm filming this like like zany comedy medieval song um, show they're so game for that that they're like yeah yeah film here film in this castle because I remember um, when I was younger and I would tour the castles there they were like yeah come see this come try this (laughs) and I was like this is awesome if this was America and not I mean I'm an American and not that I'm like crapping on my own culture but like if this was America we would have erected a shrine to it and been like don't touch that don't touch that you can't be here you can't yep. be here yeah. there would be a velvet rope erected in front of the door yes. with a do not enter yeah. sign yeah. hanging exactly. and you'd be like how much trouble would I get in right you would be you in jail, jail. Yeah. yes yeah I mean there was a point like we, I was filming at um, Caldecott Castle and it's it's so beautiful inside and and if the walls can speak I mean it's just so much history uh, embedded in such a monumental you know area and so just going into the rooms you could just feel this energy and to be able to film in those places is just so special Mm -hmm. but yeah I just think um one the rooms are very cold. <laughs> yeah, so yes. there's no a kidding. picture. I, I, I kid you not. So my 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 costume lady, she was um, grabbing my costumes and everything. We went to this room uh, up in the castle, which was so sweet. I was like, <laughs> I just wanted to ask tons of questions, like who lived here, you know, what happened in this room, because you can just feel a, a, a lovely energy there. So um, there was a, a heater on the um, on the ground, and um, I was warming up my chicken fillets by the heater <laughs> and so literally when she walked in I turned around like red handed I was like oh. and, and then she took this picture which I posted on my Instagram it was so funny it was like oh yeah no, you know it's cool when you're warming up your chicken fillets yes. you know <laughs> 
I have a funny but random story. I, I took my boyfriend to a tapestry exhibit. And, oh, a um, tapestry exhibit. Yes, this is. They have one at <laughs> so cool. at um at the Getty. Yeah. At the Getty okay. right now, oh. uh, a Louis the Fourteenth tapestry exhibit. Ooh. Oh, wow. actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. it's really <laughs> awesome. But I took him there, and he didn't know what tapestries were, so he's like, "They're stretching out these rugs, and they're ruining them." And I'm like, "No, that's what they do. Like the rugs <laughs> hang." And he's like, "Why would you do that?" Yeah. And he's he's from Central America, so they don't have tapestries oh, there. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I was like. They're to keep people warm in castles because yes. castles are freaking cold. And he's yeah. like, I had no idea. I love the fact that you just said, yeah, I went to go look at tapestries. It sounds so <laughs> cultured and so refined. <laughs> I ended up there quite by accident because I was told there would be a light show at the Getty at night. And yeah. so then I ended up with the tapestries because I came for wow. a light show. So <laughs> I'm less cultured than you yeah. think. Well, Sid, Sid had a lot of tapestries when we were at Sydneyland last year. I oh, miss yeah. Sydneyland. Um, I know. Yes, I want to go back I to miss- yeah. His parents were great, weren't they? Yes! Such a riot. Hilarious. That is one of the places I miss. That is definitely one of the places I miss. (laughs) So we have... your character at the end of the two episodes comes out of the spell with Wormwood, but um, amidst the spell with Wormwood, <laughs> I, I can tell you guys just love that bit when she's under the spell. Oh, yes, yes. We had well, a good time with, uh, uh, yeah. with, with Prancebella. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it was fun to play because yeah. because your character is kind of like the. Uh, the straight man in a in a zany character play. Yeah. So you have all these like I, I love the scenes with you and the chef because you're like, I mean, not that there's any reasonable character in Galavant, but you're the more reasonable character, and the chef is kind of like, yeah, so yeah. you have to play you have to play this kind of more straight character. But for once, you don't have to do that. No. You can be the the zany character just like all the others. You know, most of the time Isabella is the frustrated character. Mm-hmm. Frustrated mm-hmm. with the people that are around right, her. Right. You know, in season one, she's frustrated with the situation of being <laughs> trapped in this cellar. Um, and then King Richard uh, giving her ultimatums and then also being frustrated with Gallivant and, you know, even with Sid, that dynamic between the, the trio, you know, they were like, <laughs> they were bickering like husband and wife, you know, it was so funny. So she's constantly frustrated. Um, that's and that's quite funny in itself. So it was so nice to be under a spell <laughs> and 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 to play a very n- not so easy kind of mode. You know, it's a different side to her. Um, very girly and and loves girly, pretty floral thingies and which is so not her. I mean, she's ridiculously happy. It was actually quite scary. I do know. Well, it's funny because it's funny that you say that's so not her thing because there were some fans who, because they see Isabella as this like feminist model in there, they, I mean, for me, I thought, okay, this is a plot line. It's clearly got to end at some point, yeah. you know, and she's got to be coming back to be real Isabella. But there were some fans that were like, oh, I'm just so annoyed that she's trapped. And I'm like, guys, it's just enjoy the ride, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. enjoy the ride. And then there were a lot, a lot of fans that were really not cool with <laughs> and they just tweet not cool oh not cool oh, you know oh, um, they were right very they were, yeah they were very um adamant about it but i mean i was having a chat yesterday um at our tweeting party every sunday we do a tweeting party and um cat and john our showrunners and uh, exec producers you know we were having a chat about when i remember when i was getting married and cat was talking about when she was you know getting married N- not not that we all become bridezillas but um Normally, 
I it wouldn't bother me how many floral petals were on a wedding cake or a cake, right? But okay. when you get married, all of a sudden those little details become such big things. And because it's so stressful because you're working yourself up to this day, this big day, you want it to be special, you kind of then become a whole other persona. <laughs> you become that person who talks about their wedding 24-7, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and in a way, with Isabella, I think it was a blessing in disguise. I know fans might not agree with that, but for me personally looking from the outside in it was a blessing in a way for Izzy because she's so this is the first time that we're seeing Isabella heartbroken and devastated and in season one you remember that conversation her and Gallivant had in the beginning at the tavern when he says he comes from a lineage um, of family members that when they fall they fall hard and I think with Isabella in so many ways she can relate to that because I don't think she's ever loved to this degree with an with the with Gallivan's probably her one true love and her first big love. So she's fallen so hard and saying that because she thinks she's been dumped. Um, <laughs> that bloody scene. Poor reception. That oh. scene. Amulet cool. You know, it just totally sucks. They were so mad. It's so funny to see on Twitter all the fans get more frustrated. Like, I feel really bad for the fans right now because the first time they're like, they, when they saw the amulet call going wrong, they were like, no! No, not cool. Not cool, right? <laughs> and then the second time... Um, when um uh you know she's put under this evil spell mm-hmm. they they're so upset about that and then of course the big spoiler at the end yeah what happens with Galavant they were like okay definitely not cool <laughs> <laughs> and I was like okay okay but um it's a different Isabella and um I think it's refreshing to see her in such a different light um we all have been heartbroken and. <laughs> gone in a bit of a funk and um, that's where she's at so in a way that spell kind of took her mind off it literally yeah (laughs) and so she goes because she's now become the bridezilla to kill all bridezillas she goes to uh, Princess Jubilee and she marches into her castle wondering why she hasn't RSVP'd and Jubilee (laughs) has this great song um, (laughs) about how that's not her thing she's like the rebel princess And um, I think the thing that shocked me most, aside from the fact that this song is just a blast, Fantastic. the thing that shocked me the most was that she said ass on television. I was like, are you Whoa. allowed to do that? I mean, I'd, I'd love that Disney. We're okay with that. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's, we were saying this at the beginning of this season. It's like, Gallivant goes where ABC and Disney will not go. Yes. Like they have that whole gay bar scene, which oh my gosh, that was amazing, wasn't that so great? just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like Disney would never go there except for Gallivant. Yep. They yep. they let Gallivant go there, which is the which is a blast. It must be yeah. a blast to be on a show oh that will let you go there. Yeah. Just the attention to detail. Like I think it was called um, West Hollywood or something. <laughs> it's so great. It's like these little you know little, uh, attention to details. It's, it's amazing. Just, it's if you get, sometimes you got to watch it a few times to mm-hmm. catch it. And I was like, oh yeah, because this time all of us are split up in three different groups. So we didn't get to really see what each other was doing. So watching the episodes now, we're like, oh, so that's what that's what you did? That looks amazing. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. You guys must have had such a good time because we were so split up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, later on in the episode, we have... Gareth and Sid, mm-hmm. and then we have Madalena. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> switching back to my notes. Do we? I had... mean, I have to say, I love that br- bromance between 
Oh, the first yes. was Gallivant and, and Richard, yes. but then Gareth and Sid. I yes. Just, I love that. Yes. Yes. The, the most code. unlikely. That's what romances. I was looking for. Yeah. The yes. bro code. Bro code. So he, bro goes <laughs> to, he goes to him and he's like, let me tell you about the bro code. And then Gareth says, is that a black thing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And again, it's that. like Gallivant yeah. went there. Like yeah. totally. ABC has such a hard time <laughs> yeah. going there, but Gallivant was like, no, yeah. we're going to make right. that joke. Yeah. Um, and so he explains to him that Matt, how not cool Madalena is and how she's probably going to break his heart. Um, but then it turns out Gareth goes and tells Madalena literally everything. And then and some. Then, and then right? some. And Might have made a little bit up. And yeah. Sid is, we end up with the episode where Sid is chased out of the castle. <laughs> There's a song um, that you guys will know um, that Alan Mekin and Glenn Slater wrote during the scene where Madalena wants to give him the perfect birthday gift mm. and so they go to the tavern mm-hmm. um, and so there was a song they wrote called Your Mother is a Whore <laughs> Amazing. and it was so funny because <laughs> every second word was bleeped in fact it is in the book of records at Disney offices for having the most bleeps <laughs> oh my gosh and it's, that's it's, fantastic it's Garrett singing and every like do do bleep, blah blah bleep, blah blah bleep, bleep bleep. It's just all that. It's so Amazing. funny. But um, of course, that's one thing that no, we couldn't do. Didn't, yeah, didn't oh. make oh. the so good. Yeah, uh. they've got to put like an extras snippets. You know, yes. 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 yes, bonus yeah. features. Yes, yeah. bonus Deleted features scenes. or bonus songs. <laughs> At this point, I just want to take a little break to thank our fans who are watching live on YouTube, and thank you to the people who have commented on YouTube and on iTunes. We had one commenter. I thought you would appreciate this. Their name is the Star of Awesomeness. Which in in general is a great it. it's yeah. a great Love handle. Yeah. Yes. But they said that Gallivant, our after show, is their favorite after show. Really? So they Thank not you. only are they huge Gallivant fans, but they love this after show out That's of awesome. all the after shows we have. That's which so I I just we really appreciate that here. Yes. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. That means yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and we, we had we like her, or we, him, mm-hmm. oh, or him. Yes, yes, I don't, I don't know. We we like you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then we have YouTube commenters. Uh, I want to shout out to Mark, to um, Ren, who pointed out that um, that Game of Thrones and Gallivant shot in the same location in yeah. Morocco. Um, Gus Fadden. Um, Echo Wall. Sorry, I'm running down my <laughs> mermaid love squirrel. Um, Oh, no, it was actually Mermaid Love Squirrel who pointed out the castle thing, and it was... Um, Ren pointed out a Game of Thrones, another Game of Thrones reference with... Um, they actually said, if this was Game of Thrones, Gallivant would have been killed off. <laughs> oh. And then tonight's episode oh. aired, and I was oh. like, you killed Gallivant. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're a witch or a warlock, whoever you are. Our Twitter feeds just explode. Bloated last night. Yeah, oh, I, I can bet. imagine. And, and all the Galabella fans. Oh my gosh, they were freaking out. They were like, "No, you can't do that. They need to be together and all that." And it was yeah. so we we felt so bad. Aww. And they're like, and, "Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah." And I was checking Twitter last night, and I didn't get to watch the episodes until today because I watched them on Hulu as mm-hmm. well. And it was just full of Galavant. And I was like, I can't do social media tonight. Something happened. Yes. Something big. <laughs> Something big has happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and no my, one saw it coming. No, no one no. saw it coming. No. <laughs> my last shout out is to um, Nor Ahmed, who um, wanted me because I guess I skipped men- the I skipped the wedding planning song in the last recap. And they love that song. So oh, they wanted me to mention, mention it. Oh, my God. We had so much fun with that. 
Um, that took all our musical numbers takes about a day, maybe a day and a half to film. So they're quite elaborate. And um, we all tweeted each other <laughs> the next day from bed. At, like we all slept in. We're like, can you move? No, I can't move. Aww. Like my muscles are sore. Yeah, my muscles are sore too. It was all that conga line dancing. And, right. Yeah. You know, right. It's just and and um, one more tidbit was you know during the before the conga line you know when they put the um, the tiara on Isabella mm-hmm. when Wormwood puts it. So Ashley, who's our amazing choreographer, he he makes us look good all the time. He really does. But in this case, in this one instance, he said can you do some really bad dancing? And I said, oh, I am a bad dancer anyway, so that shouldn't be a problem. He said, well, why don't you just show me what you do? And, and so I kind of went into a panic. Oh, no. And then oh, I, no. te- I texted my husband in between takes, and he was like, why don't you just do the cheesy dance moves that you do for me at home? And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, you know, something should just stay behind closed doors. But he's like, no, do that. So it's exactly what all that Isabella was doing with the grinding. And, like, yes. you know, and I was doing Saturday Night Fever. And it was that's all amazing. that. That's, that's how that happened. So you, know you choreographed that. Yeah. It's really that, what it is. Get credit for that. Additional choreography like, by Karen yeah, Davis. I was just like, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Ashley will never talk to me ever again after this but he said no I don't want to touch that I'm like is that good or bad because it's good because it's so bad it's and perfect. I'm like okay it's great That's amazing. you know what's funny is when you watch shows like this you always think uh, they they look so effortless that it must be effortless and I'm glad that you pointed out like no this is really hard and I was really tired <laughs> like yeah. it takes a lot of work to put on oh a singing dancing show yeah. like this it's all the energy because you need that energy to to make it feel alive and, and to, to carry through the screens you know you want people to to want to go in a conga line in their living yeah. rooms across right. America you know and join in so um, everyone's just giving it their all I think that's what's just so electrifying about being this on the, on, on the show um, you will never not hear any of us on the cast or crew say that you know th- this has just been the most special journey that we've all been on and yes we are having the time of our lives we're <laughs> laughing so much in between takes shaking our heads in disbelief saying we actually get paid to do this I get paid to do bad dancing that's brilliant <laughs> it's amazing you know that <laughs> that's awesome so now we're moving on to our second episode mm-hmm. which is about last night um, I want to start with okay you know what I actually I liked about both these episodes I I I scanned over the Giants versus the Dwarves um, in the last episode, but that song was hilarious to the, me. Because, the West Side Story, yes. like, gift from the musical theater gods. Yeah. Like, thank you, Alan Menken. Yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was hilarious, because the minute they were, like, snapping and singing, I was like, oh my gosh, they're doing a West Side Story song. Yeah. And there was a lot of homage in these two episodes. Too. There was also a Newsies homage in the West Side number, mm-hmm. when West she Day. was, yes, when she was standing up against the tree, singing the, like, descant opposite oh, the melody. Yeah. That was just like Patrick's mother for Newsies. I was like, I see you, Alan Menken. I see you. <laughs> you gave me Patrick's mother. <laughs> Very exciting that's personal so moment for me. But that's I love so those true. moments because it's exactly there was Les Mis. Um, oh, there was that yeah. Oliver, is, yes. Oliver um, as well. So much Oliver. You know? yeah. Yes. And that, I mean, these are the kind of fans who watch this. So for yeah, us, yeah. we're like, yes, you did that and you did it well. Um, but I love the fact that. Uh, you think that the giants and dwarves are actually going to be giants or dwarves, and they're all around five ten. Yeah, yeah. Regular size men. Regular yeah. size men who yeah. built a bridge to nothing and over nothing, yeah. which was also amazing. It, <laughs> I um, 
I don't know if you've seen Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, but I am a huge fan of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. So that bridge reminded me of when they have that fight over the bridge that's over like a lake that's probably an inch tall. (laughs) Right. And he's like, I can't swim. Um, That's what it reminded me of. They were building this bridge and they fight basically for nothing. It was so funny. I wasn't there for those scenes, but from everyone that what they were saying to us, you know, during the week about those scenes and Nick Frost, who we Mm -hmm. had on, is so Mm -hmm. brilliant and so funny. Um, Tim was saying it was really difficult to keep it straight. <laughs> and his oh, name imagine. was Andre for the episode, which was just so perfect. Yes! Oh, yes. Going with what you said on the West Hollywood, like, yeah. I I love so much how great this show is at doing those little quips and those little hidden details that just make you laugh a little bit more. And having someone who's, I think he's actually 5'7". He's, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a little shorter, and he was playing the head giant, yes. and his <laughs> name was Andre. And yeah, I was like, this is perfect. Amazing. <laughs> I do love though. I think I think part of the reason why the fans got so upset about Isabella is the show, the characters as far as um brains, it seems the women are the smartest on the show. I mean, I all of the characters so. are a blast, but the women <laughs> seem to be the smartest oh, on the show. Oh, 100%. So, <laughs> yes. so when you have um, Bobby or Roberta, when you yeah. have her coming in and being like, why are you fighting? Like, what is this? And she finally just knocks down the bridge and makes <laughs> yes. it all the same size. <laughs> I did love that. And yeah, she was right. just like, yep. oh. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're like this. Is, this is the only sane voice because they don't have Isabella with them anymore to to be the sane voice. They have to have some other woman come in and, <laughs> and like, what's going goodness on? Goodness, Roberta, to be the voice of reason in that trio, you know, in that dynamic. Indeed. And Claire Foster, who is so lovely and adorable and wonderful as a human being, and on top of that, so bloody talented. Um, she. We were just talking about, you know, how maybe. Hopefully, we go to season three. It would be so great if they could become Roberta and Isabella could become BFFs. Oh, that yeah, would be wonderful! Like, I, you know, I, I would love to see that. Right? Don't you think? Because Just the like girl power duets alone would yeah. just be yeah. oh all my life. Yeah, you know they, they need girl power, and because Madeleine is becoming more evil and evil by the minute. Yeah, <laughs> so you know Izzy needs some backup. Here. Yeah, and I think I think the two of them would be brilliant. I think so too. Absolutely. I think so too. So in about last night, we have um, Sid's lame is song. Oh, everything. <laughs> Which I, Down the to the more red I watched flag. it, I, I was like, it so much. I was like, Sid, you're making these people not want to join you. Stop yeah. that. Yeah. Stop that. And they're all, they're all dropping off. It did remind me, you know, this was like my, um, postmodern meta, meta, meta reference because in South Park, they have that song that's like, um, though you die, the resistance lives on. Yes. Right. So yeah. it was, that was a lame is homage. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is just like that where he's singing, he's singing these songs to them and it's, he's basically being like, the outcome will be terrible. Come with yeah, me. Yeah. And they keep running off until he's all by himself. This waving was, that red flag. Yep. Oh, wasn't Just it? little Gavroche at yes. the top of the pile. Yes. <laughs> this was definitely Sid's moment in the sun. Yes. It, yes. And, and what a glorious moment. Like, we were so excited for Luke um, and for his character because it's... Ugh, I mean, this is the stuff that you know in musical theater auditions. They're going to be singing this song. Oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. But I cannot wait, because can you imagine at at castings of them doing that line when Sid sings to pee and poo? Yes! (laughs) I howled with laughter. Like, that was so funny. (laughs) It was so funny. And I even wondered, like, that was written in there. It wasn't an improv. Because it was like, the way he does it, it was so, like, I was like, he is in this. Right? And they were all, like, doing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in his 
his face. Luke is so brilliant. I mean, he just is. the expressions. <laughs> he's so the energy that he gives to Sid. I mean, is is oh, it's it's so special and it's so wonderful to watch too. It was hilarious. And then we have we have Richard, Roberta, and Alavant, Galavant meet up at uh, Galavant's father, Arnold. Yeah. Um, and what? I wrote some Oliver orphans. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> that covers it. Because basically, Gallivant has said that his dad was never there for him in life. He was a horrible womanizer. And these orphans are like, no, he saved us. He gave us your old clothes. Um, and there's this scene of, reg- I mean, I guess the dad made all these tapestries of Gallivant's going ons. So he had been. Uh, kind of watching him from afar, but he did have some regret over being an absent father, and so he adopted all these orphans. I thought that was such a nice moment it between Gallivant and and his dad, especially when he starts singing mm-hmm. yeah. through the tapestries and everything. It was just so it was so beautiful. And that moment in the end, you know, well, I'll be there for you. And he says, you know, go find your princess and marry her, you know, and, and be the father and the husband that I never was. I mean, it's such a sweet moment. Um, yeah, I had a lump in my throat. I'm such a sucker for a good story. <laughs> no, it was oh, great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's so well, well it I love that they ma- they found a way to make the like parent that saves the newspaper clippings into like a medieval yes. context. Like, yes. I saved all your tapestries of the things that you accomplished. This is the <laughs> like, one where you were waiting to play cabbage with me, but I was off somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. Aww. Memories. Yeah. I and then that they that play cabbage. They finally they got do, their cabbage yes. game. <laughs> I just love the fact that he says, you know, I can't express myself. You know what us heroes are like. We don't. Ex- we only express ourselves through tapestry. <laughs> I just thought that was so exquisite. Like, I yeah. loved it. We should do that today. You know, we in should. today's modern it's day, true. we should ex- ex- take a page out of Louis the Fourteenth book. Yes. yes. Those tapestries, mind you, they are in tip-top condition. They are incredible. Yeah. They're well, just beautiful. See, if I did a tapestry now, it'd be like stick people. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Mine would look like a bad cross stitch. <laughs> when we were looking at them, my boyfriend was like, "You have to think like these people don't have like the tools we have today, mm-hmm. and look at what they were able to do, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're in such good shape." You know, it was it was just phenomenal. I recommend it. Don't go to the Getty for the lights. Go for the tapestry. <laughs> There were no, there were really no Christmas lights anyway. I was, I felt like I was duped into seeing really fabulous tapestries, but it was okay. Still a win. Still a win. Um, so we have Garrett's birthday and Madalena wants to make him have the perfect birthday party. I love how he gets surprised and kills some people (laughs) at the beginning of the surprise. We just don't acknowledge after that. (laughs) Just death and destruction moving on. Yes. And so, uh, what he really wants is he wants to be in a bar fight, essentially. He wants to get a scar from bar fight. So, um, she takes him to a, a local tavern where nobody wants to fight him because he's the king. So, um, and then we had the missed song about mom horse, oh, which yes. is too bad. I know. That is yes. a shame. It was well, because I still cracked up when the old lady mom stood up. She's like, yes, I am. It's true. I just sell myself. I think this was, the bar scene was where my favorite little line came, the red candle district. Oh, It was just... It was one of those things that was said, and then it took me a beat, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I do, I like, I like the other reference in the, the previous, the previous two episodes where he's like, we'll take you to a candle at dinner, which is basically yeah. any dinner. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. So any restaurant? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So we leave off in the episode. We have tons of cliffhangers. We don't know what's going to happen to Sid because he's back. He's essentially back in the arms of the people who want him ousted. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, he's not. They 
Oh my gosh, my brain just died. They went to that. What, what was that land? The land of convenience. The, oh, the land of coincidence. The forest of coincidence. That's right. He did make uh, it. Which, which we have this brilliant plot device because plot device because Wormwood has been ousted, yeah. and um, so he is traveling to Valencia to meet up with uh, Madalena and Gareth yeah. to start a useless war. And like um, <laughs> and they and they give Sid enough information to understand that he needs to go tell Gallivant that um, Isabella the message to Isabella got messed up, so he heads over there and then he accidentally kills Gallivant. Yes. Maybe, maybe, which is I mean um, I know that you can't say any spoilers, but we had a lot of like after this happened, I had a lot of fans like write speculations. One fan. Um, was suggesting that maybe the um, Richard's sword could help him in some manner or another. Mm-hmm. Um, it it would seem a bummer to lose him, considering the show is called Galavan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is I'm, it is a fairy tale. Uh, anything is is possible, is what we've been telling the fans. And and because we are heavily influenced in a wonderful way by Game of Thrones, you never know who's gonna go. Right. It was um, just the Jon Snow moment. Yeah, you know? it was yeah, Jon Snow just, moment. We just have to live in that <laughs> moment for a week, not a whole not a whole season break yeah. at least. Yeah. There's yes. a lot of fans that thought, is this an, another dream sequence? Did that really happen and it's you know you want to tell them but you're like no we can't ruin it for them you know yeah um but like i said it's anything is possible and i think with um you know a lot of the fans have been so upset because isabella and galavan haven't found their way to each other yet um so but i wasn't joking when when we started doing press in the beginning i warned all the fans i said listen i said those two galavella uh, FYI, they are faced with a lot of challenges, and so now they know yeah. <laughs> a lot like, of obstacles. Don't expect it in episode two. He's just yeah. mostly dead. That's yeah. the other thing, Ramsey. Oh, was pretty right. serious. Just a flesh it just wound. Went, just it just went right. through his heart. I I went, right. There was no. It wasn't like a severed arm or something. Uh-uh. It no, was definitely it was through his chest. Got it. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> But just, and this happens just as your character gets out from under her spell. So she's swords ablazing, ready to take on her destiny. Oh, she's, she's on a mission now. She is, first of all, she's so royally peeved and then some, uh, then some at Wormwood. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what he's doing and she, she realizes his agenda. So banishes him, he's gone. But then her main thing now is to look at, okay. We're in Hortensia. We need to put this right, and we need to get out of here and make sure that her parents reclaim their throne in Valencia. So the, there's all that. I mean, as an actor, it's just when they told me my storylines, I mean, it was such a gift because, again, you see Isabel in the beginning as this distressed, frustrated, um, heartbroken um, young woman who's in love and torn apart from her true love, and then she goes through this evil spell where she's ridiculously happy, and then <laughs> and then comes out of the spell, and now she realizes that there has to be an afterlife without Gallivant, because she thinks, as far as she's concerned, th- they're done. Yeah. He, he broke up with her. Yes, she's mad. She's gone through the different stages of mm-hmm. giving. All the grief. <laughs> she did. Right? She replayed yes. it over and over. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> yes. And so, um, uh, so now she, she it's about a coming of age for her where she now has to find her own strength and find her own grounding as a person and that's so beautiful to watch and at the same time so exciting and scary for me to to have played in a wonderful way 
um, because she's going to be faced with even more challenges now because she's very much on her own. Uh, and the fans will see why. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, with Gal and his uh, state of affairs, and she broke up. I mean, she rightfully broke up the the wedding with her cousin, her you juvenile. And she's wrong. one bra yeah. short. What? That was, you know, what's interesting <laughs> like, though is she. I actually get to have my whole reaction time, right? to that scene was I was like, she's wearing a corset because it's medieval times, so she doesn't have a bra. <laughs> Because they keep talking. You little creep. I know. I was like, uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> um, Kamal, who plays Harry, first of all, he is such a genius of an actor. Um, and so funny. He is a little man. And he speaks so eloquently. And his sense of wit and timing. You're like, how old are you? And he's so brilliant. And so they made him do some takes. Um, when we were doing the bra thing and it was so difficult for um, Genevieve and Stanley who play my parents and I to keep such a straight face because he was doing you know yes you know he got the bra mm-hmm. but then there was another moment he did because they said can you do something else and he improved and literally said I got the bra <laughs> uh-huh. yeah yeah and I was just Amazing. like oh my gosh how am I going to keep a straight face? Between him and Robert Lindsay, who plays Wormwood brilliantly, mm-hmm. because when Izzy banishes Wormwood, he goes through this, like, bipolar kind yeah, of... Yeah, oh, I was, loved that I appreciated so that so much, because you can tell he really cares about weddings. Yeah. Well, and, and, the we attention know, to and we know that the and we know that the one true sword is the only thing that can kill him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which was being used to smash walnuts in. Yeah. <laughs> I love that cutaway where he's, like, he's making it sound so majestic, like, this is the the only yeah. thing that can kill me and Richard's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see a sword can be a nutcracker yes really yes. good good for pounding <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get into asking you questions our main question here was do you guys sing live while you tape so we do but what the process it starts off in the beginning um, before we start filming the whole series is we're given music for usually the first four episodes um, and we go into the studio and we record. So we do record our tracks and they just keep that as a safeguard. So um, when we, by the time we get to filming, we know the songs really well um, and we sing live. We have to sing live because when you're in a forest with birds chirping in the background, you can't replicate that, you know? So mm-hmm. really, if you can sing live, they will take the live track. Sometimes they'll mix both where um, it'll be some of the recording especially when you're galloping on a horse and you don't want to sound like that. <laughs> so they might take the recorded track bits and then they'll take some of the live elements of it too. Because yeah. I was actually thinking about, because Blake made a comment about how Kylie Minogue's scene was so dance heavy that it's like, there are certain scenes where you're watching and like you're seeing that one scene that um, is very dance heavy with Wormwood. There are certain scenes you're watching and you're like, uh, I don't know how they could sing live during these certain parts. Right. And then there are other parts where the scene, the best worst kiss, where you're yeah. just stationary. Yes. So you're like, okay, I can see where this this one could be a live take. Yeah. Well, and the sound editors are doing such a good job of using that composite sound because it sounds so seamless. And yeah, we do, we do really does. believe that you are wherever you are. So yes, it's, it's a great... Is, and there's never good. any weird, like, 
movie musical transition where it's like we're starting to sing and the quality of the voice shifts mm-hmm. so right. dramatically. They've done such a brilliant job yes. of like keeping the integrity of all of your voices intact. No, this is not is... Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> Press play. <laughs> That's exactly what I think of when I think of Bye Bye Birdie. It's that old timey like boop, Press the play. button goes down. No, we're, we're so grateful to have such a brilliant team. I mean, all of them just work so hard to make us look good. <laughs> and um, But if they can take the live track, they will always go for the live track. So, and it's also, what? I mean, we were saying that like when when you watch you guys when you're when we're watching you, you are like you can see your ne- your muscles straining to yeah. sing. Yeah, so no, you have to sing live because you do not want to look like Britney Spears when she's <laughs> right. like singing. You know, like over pronounced. Exactly, like, and yes. you forget. So it's just better to sing live. And you know, we have earwigs, and um, what happens is we'll do when we're recording um, and and taping live they'll have a track on loudspeakers which is great because then you can sort of hide and everyone's listening to the music but then they'll do a take where the music's just in your earwig so everyone just only hears your voice you feel so incredibly naked. Oh, I bet. Like, oh, my oh God. that's naked. horrifying. Because if there's a flat note, oh boy, do you hear that flat yeah. note when you're, you know, like. Well, that's even scarier than live theater because you yes, still yeah. have the orchestra, yeah. in right. the, you know, in a live theater situation. That's even worse. That's <laughs> oh <my laughs> the most yeah. exposed. Yeah. There's no hiding, you know, because everyone can hear you. So it's like, okay, uh, can, can, can we do that again, please? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, Talking, we I talked we talked a little bit earlier about the um, the best worst kiss song, and that was your that's actually like your only scene with Galavant this season. Mm-hmm. Um, was it weird filming because last season you were you guys were with a totally separate group, almost a totally separate group of actors? Was it weird being I, I mean stuck in basically a dollhouse for most <laughs> oh of my the season? God. Yeah. <laughs> I have to confess, um, the first few episodes being stuck in that pink room, I, I tell you, first of all, it was boiling hot in that room, mm. you know, and Darren and Ben, and we were all just like, wow, I mean, it was it was really hot. I mean, it, I literally, and I said, you're doing this on purpose, so that I do really go insane and want to, like, crawl out of this room, because I felt it, you know, when I was in there, when the doors closed, especially, like, wow, this is really claustrophobic. Yeah. But it's good. They it, it helped me bring out my <laughs> my frustration even more, um, and I missed so much of not being on location this season. You know, for especially for a big chunk of it, because last season, um, Luke and Josh and I we were we were all on location all the time. So um, I did miss that a lot. I mean, I remember being on the phone with um, Josh and <laughs> Luke, and I said. Uh, I miss you guys. I really, really miss you guys. And they're like, I miss you too. And we're like, yeah, we need to fight more and like have those, you know, bickering dynamics and everything. But when we did World's Best Kiss, um, Josh and I are just so grateful to have such amazing songs. You know, all of us are to have songs written, especially for our voices from Disney legends, you know, Alan, Megan, Glenn Slater. So um, to have a song like World's Best Kiss and the reprise that Izzy sings when she goes back, I I just... I, 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 it's like a dream come true to be able to sing those songs. Um, and and Josh and I—that's one thing that we we bonded over having good good music, good songs together. You know, last season and this season as well. So yeah, the music is just so consistently great, yeah. and you all sound so phenomenal on it. So it's just a—it's a joy to watch. Our characters, thank you. Our characters talk so much about each other so much like Galavant's always talking about rescuing Isabella, <laughs> and for me it was all about Galavant this, Galavant that. You know, so. Um, I think that's how we kind of felt connected and bonded this season. 
about referencing yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. When you're in that scene where you're having the the Bad's gem connection, oh, that's yeah. amulet, uh-huh. the amulet, because uh-huh. cool. she wears it all the time. Yeah, all the time, all the time, all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, that's what's in the bra. Right, it's it's the amulet. It's the amulet's yeah, been yeah, hiding in the, the bra whole, the yeah. whole time. The whole time. The whole time. When you have humble bee cups, guys, you know the <laughs> amulet really helps. You know, so it's just <laughs> it's extra amulet boost, <laughs> an amulet boost. Yes. <laughs> it should have given a bloody boost and a signal there. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> so when you're acting with that scene. You're, who are you talking with? Like when you when they film that scene? So because that's what I was like wondering. I was like, okay, am I? Is Josh literally going to be there? Because he was on location, and mm-hmm. I'm in a different location shooting. So they said, no, it's going to be. It's literally going to be um, Seth, our first AD, talking, saying Aww. the lines to you. Um, Seth, who's lovely um, and did a great job. Um, you know, I was just me staring into this red stone <laughs> and just imagining that I'm seeing. Um, Galavant there, and it was so funny because he'd say, "Die in a fart, you brown cow." <laughs> and I, when we did the table read, I was waving my my tissue, my white tissue, thinking, you know, okay, guys, uh, this is my, I'm surrendering now. I'm going to like break out into hysterical laughter, and it's not gonna, it's it's gonna be hard because she has to be brokenhearted. And yeah. it's so and that's much hilarious. And that, it was hilarious. <laughs> and Darren, who plays the chef, who's so wonderful. His expressions are hilarious. Mm-hmm. So he's like, when he says, wow, blunt. I mean, just <laughs> the slightest little twitch in his face. And that's it. I can't look at him no. because it's so funny. And so I'm staring at it thinking, Darren, please. Because I can see his reflection. Oh, oh, no. And I'm like, Darren, uh, I'm like, don't do that. Because like, stop, stop, you know. But um, it was with great difficulty we did that scene. We made it through. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the interactions between you and the chef that yes. were that oh, were happening. So great. Um, and I also we um, Susanna, who's not here, asked me to ask um, about she's shipping Jestabella. Oh yes, because mm-hmm. yes. because she's, it seems yeah. like Isabella yep. is it. is starting to have a rapport with the jester. Um, do you think there are any Jestabella rumors that are true? You know, anything's possible. It seems that Izzy's on a roll here because she's taken all of Madalena's, you know, d- discards, you know, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of true. Like she's broken up with Jester now. It's like, oh, who knows? It might be Gareth next. I don't know. But um, <laughs> Izzy and Gareth, I don't know. But um, this season, it was so wonderful for me because I got to work more with Darren, the chef, and Ben, who plays the Jester, and um, Genevieve and Stan with my parents. It was a different dynamic, a different group. And they are so brilliant and so funny. And the bond that Izzy and the Jester have, because <laughs> she's stuck in this castle, and they're the only um, allies that she has yeah. that can help her. And there's wonderful moments when the Jester helps her escape. Mm-hmm. And and same thing with, with the chef, saying, you know, I'll slip in some sleepy time pie to get the key. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just <laughs> such wonderful moments between them and, and Gwyn. Sophie McShay, who plays Gwyn as well. So, um... Who knows? I mean, look, Gallivant just got stabbed in the chest, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's all on the table. Right? It's, it's all true. on the table. It's true. I think it would be... I think Izzy would prefer to date the Jester, th- probably, over um, speed dating, I think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what would well, speed dating even look like in the Well, we were times? also thinking Horrifying. was that um, <laughs> Isabella thinks that Gallivant hates her. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. he wants her to die in a fart. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> a brown cow. Yeah. I mean, oh, how so how dare. How terrible. Dare. You know. So yeah, she's she's now that she's out of this spell, she's really determined, and she says to her parents, "I'm tired of being controlled by my broken heart." And also um, with Prince Harry. So now that she's done with all that, she's very much, you're going to see, I think the fans will be very happy because now they will see Izzy coming into her own and, and taking her rightful place and, and being this strong princess to help rescue her kingdom and her family. I like this because it it's it left us at a point where she literally can do anything she wants. She literally can do anything she wants. And so, I mean, I I didn't for one minute think that Galavan was the... Galvan, meaning the show, was going to let Isabella be like captured in the entire season and then just be like, well, sorry. Oh, no. It's no, not no, that kind no, of show. No. 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 no, she's too powerful for no. that. They want to throw as many challenges to Izzy <laughs> as possible, which is great as an act to play. And at the same time, you know, there are so much um, that is relatable about Isabella, even when she's under that spell. You know, she's she's become a total bridezilla. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was a bit when I was getting planning my wedding and stuff. You get so, you know, like I said, very nitpicky about details. So there's something, you know, different shades of Izzy that I hope everyone can sort of relate to. But yeah, no, Izzy is out of that spell and no more a damsel in distress. <laughs> very good. Yay. Do you have a favorite, like, anic- anic- anecdote? Anic- anecdote. It is anecdote. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> antidote is, antidote the, is the bad one. When you're well, I mean, the, yeah, and, the saving uh, grace yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> I do speak English. You do. Uh, do you have a favorite anecdote from set? Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start because there's so many funny stories. Um, so, oh, okay. This, I don't, without giving too much away. Um, oh no, no, this isn't a spoiler. Now I'm remembering. Sorry, now I'm backtracking. <laughs> so, um, oh no. Oh no. Oh my God, I'm having an inner dialogue. This is a bit of a giveaway. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. So I gotta, I gotta think about this carefully. So there is a moment in the, uh, in this Sunday's upcoming episodes where, um, Izzy is having a chat with the whole gang in Hortensia about trying to put things right now that Wormwood is gone. And so we're walking down this, down the Hortensia corridors and Stanley, who plays my father, stepped on my beautiful train. Oh. It was such a funny moment. He stepped on the train. I went flying oh, no. back. Oh, no. And But it was so funny because it, it wasn't like a, oh, it was like, oh, like that kind of thing. <laughs> and and because I'm in heels and I slipped. And all of a sudden he grabs me and goes, bam, like that. Oh, oh no. no. And oh, I no. started laughing. And his hands were still there because he was holding me. And he just realized his face was a picture. He was like, <laughs> I, I did that. I just did that. And I, and I looked at him and I said, Oh, daddy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. The, the rest of the scene, which you guys will see this weekend, um, he couldn't, he was mortified and had oh, such a no. bright red face and could Aww. not look at And I was like, It's. I was like, we're all family now. It's like, so you're probably touching the fillets anyway. So it's really okay. (laughs) Amazing. Oh my goodness. Love it. We're all very close now, so. (laughs) Do you have a favorite song from this season? Oh my gosh. So Tim has some brilliant songs. You know, I love, I love Isabella's songs and there's a few coming up that I I think the fans will hopefully love. Um, But I do love um, Tim's Dragon Pal song. Mm-hmm. It's so great. It's very sort of Burt Bacharach, you know, the Carpenters. 
It is very carpenters. Yes, very close to you. I, yeah, I love yes. it. And so that that's one of by far hands down one of my favorites. But I do like the giants and the dwarf song. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I do love World's Best Kiss so much. Yeah. So, but that's Alan and Glenn for you. They keep writing these brilliant songs, and so and they get stuck in your head. Have you been singing them all the time? Oh yes. 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 You know what? Though I was saying that when they redid the when they did the intro song um, this season instead of the Galavant song, yeah. I was like, but the Galavant song is stuck in my head perpetually. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> we can sing it. Uh, New season, but yes. I don't know the word. I should know a new season, season which you'll probably record. Oh goodness! See, it's the Galavant song. It was funny because even before driving here today, I was like doing dishes, and I was like, but I'm like, this song, this song stays with you. He's doing the high kicks, the high kicks, right? That's a must. Oh, the high kicks, yeah, absolutely, yeah, always, yeah, and with preferably chain cuffs on your ankles. Yes. Like Isabella. Even yes. Yeah. I'd be really impressed. Gotta go for authenticity. Yeah. Yes. That's but it. it's super, it's, all the songs are super catchy. And I actually, um, I read, I read somewhere, uh, like a gossip site on the internet, or maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was Deadline. I don't know. Mm. But there was talk, very loose talk of doing a Broadway gallivant, which yeah. if that ever happened, I would be so there. Oh, yes. front and so center. There. Yep. Front so and center. In a there, heartbeat. there have been phone calls placed to Alan's office all the time of wanting to bring it to the schools, put on a production in, in on Broadway. So, um, yeah, that would be amazing. I, I could totally, we, I think we could all safely say we could see that on oh, Broadway. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> And then, I mean, part of it is is that um, you have now with uh, with Gallivant, you have a cross genre promotion. So it's like not cross genre, cross media promotion, yes. which is so, great. Which is great because it's like it's already been on ABC, and so then people already know what it is yeah. before going to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So I, that would be a dream come true. That would be such a dream. If if it does go to Broadway and we're doing the show, then it'd be we're all curious to know oh, who would play. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? right, right, it's because right. it's, it, we're so we're so obviously so deeply attached to our, our characters. Right. So we're kind of tickled to see. Oh my gosh, like who would play Sid? You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. And it's also it's doubly weird because you guys are Broadway actors for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like okay, well, who do you release into Broadway to play what started out as a yeah. Broadway role. It's almost like the mm-hmm. touring could, cast. It yeah. could be like reverse rent where there they got go. most of the original Broadway cast yeah. to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you started out on the show. You should be in the first run on Broadway. See, I like this idea. Saying. I like Absolutely. the way you think. Absolutely. And then I'll be in the chorus. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yes. And these are very fancy problems to have. So it's great. Yes. You know? <laughs> they are. But the, the Gallivant fans have just been so supportive and so passionate and uh, on behalf of the whole cast and crew and everyone involved, we're just so incredibly grateful for all the support and love because that's what keeps the show going. And um, you know, to 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 share their enthusiasm and passion when we see on social media, it's it's just so wonderful to see. So. And it's fun. It's like I'm part of me wonders how anybody could ever be upset about Galavant because it's all in good fun. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those shows where it's like. It's just, yeah. It's just a blast. I mean, even those people who are not into musical theater necessarily, like my husband, he's not a musical theater person. <laughs> he isn't. And I'm like, are you kidding me, guys? And Dolls and West Side Story. And anyway, we'll, we'll have another conversation about that. <laughs> um, but but he loves Gallivant. 
it's very Monty Python, like we said. Yeah, yeah. So and and it's it's just so endearing and charming. So you know, I defy. Like Tim says, you know, you don't have a soul if you don't like the show. It's true. Right? <laughs> That's from the king, not from me. But, yeah. you know. I agree with yeah. that. <laughs> Maybe. So we have to wrap up, unfortunately. Oh, but so do you have, so thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for joining us. Do you have anything else you would like to plug? Website? Uh... So um, we post away, um, obviously, at Gallivant ABC on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I know a lot of fans, actually, I know we got to wrap. Um, Karen David on Instagram is not very happy about... <laughs> being tagged with my pictures because oh, I joined an Instagram too late so Karen I'm really sorry but hey we share a great name <laughs> um, so on Instagram I'm at Karen David official which I will never hear the end of it from Danny Pudi because that's all he calls me oh hi Karen David official uh-huh. I'm like that is so pretentious please don't say that and he's like I know um, so I'm at Karen David official on Instagram but on Twitter I'm at Karen David um, I'm on Facebook as well, so um, I'm pretty good. We're all really good on social media to tweet and yeah. And you had a single come out recently, yes? I'm yeah. I'm going back in the studio because I'm on hiatus now. Awesome. So I haven't been in the studio for ages. So um, I'm doing this new song called Daydreamer. I, I put it out in um, the UK um, just a while ago, but now because I'm new to America, so <laughs> um, so we're putting it out here. Amazing. And I'm back in the studio. So yay! Yeah, that's so well, congratulations. Yes. I will I'm be super excited. Away. Thank you. Thank you. Where can the people find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. It's my name. And everything for me is at Blake MacGyver. Uh, everything for me is at my website, 123jackieb.com. That's my blog, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, thank you, Karen, again for joining yes, us. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. And join us next week for our recap of the next two episodes of Galavan. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.